The better life that God wants you to have is paid with miracles. This is the place for miracles. I've had lots and lots of questions. People want to know about praying in tongues. Is it applicable today? Is it something that died out with the apostles? Or is it something that we can do on a regular basis? I get questions about it all the time. People I know, friends of mine, mm -hmm. even people who grew up knowing the word or grew up in sure, church, sure. maybe not in the charismatic circles where it's more common in a place that they went to church all the time, but that was either not talked about or talked about in a way of, oh, that died like out. de-emphasized. Yeah, or, or that was something they did in the Bible. Almost so like, we like many people feel about healing right. until they get sick. That was something that they only did in the Bible. <laughs> it's not current today. But I mean, obviously we disagree. That is very current and I, I think that and those- And very appropriate. Yeah, and those questions, the questions are valid. The questions I've heard sure. is, you know, I, I get a lot, of, a lot of them, why do I really need that? And the, I think that's a great question. Why do we need to speak in tongues? I'm saved, I love God, I spend time with Him. Why do I need to speak in tongues? Well, I think one reason is because most people have things that are buried deep down on the inside of them that they don't know how to get out. Things that have happened, injuries, uh, things that have been said about them, done about them, uh, things that have brought harm into their lives, into their families, uh, things that they have, they have held down. And, and sometimes it's hard to get those things up out of you. You don't know how to talk about it. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to say to God. You don't know what to say when you pray. Sometimes people, people say to me, when I pray, I feel like I hit a ceiling and the walls just bounce or the windows, uh, excuse me, the words just bounce off the ceiling and hit mm -hmm. me in the face. And, and people say to me, well, how do I pray? How do I get through? Well, the best way I know is to pray in tongues. Do you think that's relevant for my generation, oh, younger people? I don't care how old you are. I, I think it's relevant. I'm, I'm soon going to be 70. You know, uh, it's as relevant to me now as it was when I was when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit when I was 19. I think it's for everyone because every Christian. Now, listen to this: every Christian has the Holy Spirit. When you got saved, the Holy Spirit came in and bore witness with your spirit that you're a child of God. Now, it's great to know that you don't have to tarry, wait. You don't have to roll around on the floor. You don't have to do some crazy thing looking for the Holy Spirit. You don't have to seek the Holy Spirit. If you're a Christian, He's inside you. He took up residence the very moment that you gave your heart to Christ. Well, if He's in me, then what's He doing? That it begs the question. Another question. Well, what's He doing? He's praying. Romans 8.26. Look up Romans 8.26 in your Bible. It says, Likewise, the Spirit Himself knows our infirmities, our weaknesses. He, he knows what's in us. He also knows the mind and will of the Father. And the Holy Spirit is taking, Jordan, He's taking what's deep down inside of us, for, for really for which there's no equivalent in human speech. We don't know how to say. And He's taking that and pulling it up from our deepest recesses of our being and taking it up to God and then bringing answers back. And we can tap into His prayer and pray in a heavenly language that we never learn. I'm, talk, I'm not talking about me learning how to speak Spanish or me learning how to speak Russian or me learning how to speak Chinese, you know. Which would be or, a real which challenge. Would be, <laughs> well, my brother spoke Chinese, but I never spoke Chinese. I, I took French in school. I took Spanish in school. And I can say just enough to get along for about two minutes. No, I'm talking about a heavenly language like they spoke on the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts. Jordan, that's not only possible, but it's something that I do, something that you do, and something that every Christian can do every day. So if I'm doing this every day, is this taking the place of prayer, regular, spoken language, English, whatever your language is, prayer? Well, or is this different? I mix them both. 
because when I pray in tongues, I'm praying in a heavenly language, and then I stop and pray in my own language, and English comes out. Paul, the apostle, said in 1 Corinthians 14, I will pray in the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. Paul did this. He's the teacher. He taught us this. He taught that when we pray in tongues, we're praying the mysteries of God. Uh, we're edified, he said, but we don't have any understanding to go along with it. That's why we've got to pray in our own language. And God begins to reveal ideas and concepts and insights and new and innovative ways of doing things to us in our mind. Sometimes, Jordan, English just won't cut it. <laughs> I've got to pray in tongues and then pray in English to get a revelation of what God wants me to do. This is a question asked to me recently, which I, I laughed a little bit, but it's a fair question. How long does it take to learn this heavenly language? <laughs> I, I well, laugh, but it, but it was a sincere question, and sure. it's fair for someone who doesn't it's, understand. It's not a language that you learn. When I first began to pray in tongues, I was 19. I'd just given my heart to the Lord a few hours earlier, and I went into a prayer group in my dormitory. And there were a group of young men who were praying in tongues. And they said, would you like to pray in tongues? I said, well, I, I've never learned that language. I, I said, well, this person you, you talked about said, and they said, you don't have to learn. Just start with us and let the Lord take you into your own language. Well, I said, well, I'm not just going to repeat after you. I'm not going to be a mimic. They said, no, start with us and let the Lord take you on into your own language. And the first couple of syllables came out of my mouth. Jordan didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Sound like some kind of mumbo jumbo. Gibberish. But I stopped and I began to say something in English and something came out of my mouth that I knew I hadn't thought of. It was, it, it was, a, it was a revelation. And I did it again, and more words came out of my mouth in English. And I did it again, and more words came out of my mouth in English. It's not a language that I learned. It's a language of the Spirit. And as I opened myself up to the Spirit and allowed Him to take over my tongue, I began to I could pray any time in tongues that I want to, not because I'm better than anybody else. Now, let's get that straight. I don't wear a badge here say, look at me, I pray in tongues. No, 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 no. I pray in tongues because I need help. I need to know what to pray for. So it's not a language that I learned, but it's a language that, that is a heavenly language that God brings up in me and I can do it at will. Uh, our producer Brian was telling me that he was praying in tongues recently and the Lord said, when you pray in tongues, I step into action. That's my cue to step into action. It's God's cue to respond to us. And I think he's there waiting and been waiting all the time for us to open ourselves up, praying in the Spirit, and then letting him respond back to us. The Bible talks about the gift of tongues. Now, that's not the same thing as <clears throat> me praying in tongues without that gift, right? There's much confusion at this point. Uh, not not ill-intended, but nevertheless, there's confusion. There is a major difference between the gift of tongues which is one of the nine gifts of the Spirit, which the Apostle Paul outlines in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, when he's talking about nine sovereign gifts. The gift of the word of knowledge, the gift of the word of wisdom, the gift of faith, uh, the gift of discerning of spirits, the gift of, of, uh, of, of miracles, uh, the, the, the gift of tongues, the gift of interpretation of tongues, there are nine of them. You can look at it in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Those gifts are sovereign and they are only manifested when the Holy Spirit decides. 
Now, if you've seen me on television and heard me give a word of knowledge when I will call out someone's being healed of something, that's a word of knowledge. I can't decide when I'm going to do that. Only the Holy Spirit decides that. Those gifts are sovereign. However, that's to be differentiated between praying in tongues. Mm -hmm. I cannot operate in a gift of tongues without the Lord sovereignly doing that. However, I can pray in tongues anytime I want. Paul made it clear. He said, so what will I do? I will pray with the Spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. He differentiated between the gifts of the Spirit and your daily devotional prayer language. Not everyone can operate in a gift of tongues, but everybody can pray in tongues anytime they want. So if this is something that is... Everybody that's a Christian. Right. If that's something though that for Christians is not only available, but modern and useful, why do so many Christians think that that died out with the Bible? Well, because they have had some bad teaching. They've heard well-intending ministers say, well, that died out. Well, you know, uh, they also in the past have said, well, miracles have died out, you know, but I don't believe that. I believe that everything in the Bible is just as much for today as it was for them when it was written. This word is alive. It's full of power. It's active, it's energizing, it's effective. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And when you do what the Word says, those miracles can happen to you. So if miracles are still happening today and the Holy Spirit is still alive and well and doing things on your behalf, praying in the Spirit is really not some mountain to climb. No, it's right? not. No, it's very easy. Those young men in that dormitory room said, just start with us. And they started praying in tongues and I, I for maybe 10 or 15 seconds, I tried to say what they said, but the Holy Spirit took hold of my tongue and another language began to come out, one that I never learned, one that I don't understand when I, when I pray in tongues today. When I pray in tongues, I have no idea what I'm saying. I feel, I feel something, I feel better. It's not until I stop and pray in English that I begin to get understanding. So if someone were at home saying, okay, I, I am saved and, and I go to church and I'd like to participate in this, I'd like to learn to do that. What would they do? Well, you may know someone who prays in tongues. You might go to them and ask them to help lead you like those young men did to me. Or you can call the Abundant Life Prayer Group at 918-495-7777. Our prayer partners have helped thousands, literally thousands of people to begin to pray in tongues. Or you may want to go to your pastor. If you're involved in a charismatic church, you may want to go to your pastor or, or a family member. You know, uh, I didn't have the fluency for years. I prayed in tongues primarily when I was really happy <laughs> or when I was real sad. Never, but life's usually in the middle. It wasn't until I, I married your mother and she had a fluency in praying in tongues. She could pray in tongues anytime she wanted to. And I wanted to do what she did. And, and she worked with me, she helped me so where I could pray in tongues anytime I wanted. And I, I've learned this over the years and it changed my life. And I believe it'll change yours. I grew up in a household where, I mean, it was uh, around so often you'd think that I was a bilingual child because it was just like, <laughs> it was there. So, I mean, it was, it was as we often We prayed in tongues all the time. Yeah, and it, and it was something that was so part of everyday life. It was never, we have a problem, let's stop and pray in tongues. Although there was that, it wasn't just exclusively that. It could have been for anything. Sometimes I, f I remember driving around all the time and mom would want a parking spot close to the front door. She called it a Lindy spot. <laughs> she didn't want a parking spot way out in. She always wanted to park right by the door. And I, she'd be driving around, have friends in the car. She starts praying in tongues for a parking spot. And it, did, it never bothered me. I always kind of thought it was funny. And she got but, it. But <laughs> gosh, every single time she'd do it, that woman always got that parking spot. And it was very clear to me what she did worked. 
And it was for everything, little everyday things that were not just major monumental events. The woman prayed in tongues for parking spots and she always got them. And it was clear to me growing up that it was for everything in your life. It is not just for the really happy moments or the really sad moments, it's for every moment. Jordan, I wake up in the morning, start praying in tongues, go to bed at night praying in tongues. Uh, I pray in the spirit oftentimes during the day and I, I don't announce it. I, I don't wear a badge saying, look at me, I speak in tongues. Uh, I don't do it for public consumption most of the time. Before I walk on the platform to preach, I pray in the spirit because I want direction. I want to know what to do. Paul said, we don't know what to pray for as we ought. Well, that describes me. I need help in my prayers. That's why I pray in tongues. I don't do it to show that I'm somebody special because I'm not. I do it because I need help. And I do it every day and I do it often. Before we started this uh, YouTube video, I was standing over here on the side praying in tongues to get an understanding of what God wanted you and me to talk about. You always talk about, you say the Holy Spirit knows the mind and the will of yeah. God. And you know, when we don't know what to pray for or we don't know what to do, where we know we are to do something, but we need a little more clarity or direction, the Holy Spirit is our guide. Well, I like what Brian, my producer said. He said that the Holy Spirit said to him, when you begin to pray in tongues, that's my cue to step into action. And when you pray in tongues, that's when God steps into action, begins to give you answers, ideas, insights, new ways of doing things that you never thought of, new direction in your life. It will change your life like it's changed mine. I, I urge you, begin to pray in tongues in Jesus name. Praise I, God. I, I think that it's more modern than we give it credit. Yeah. And I, I hope that this has been a blessing to you yeah. and you really see the need and the validity of what praying in the, praying in the spirit does for you. And if you'd like uh, one of our prayer partners to pray over you concerning uh, praying in tongues, then call 918-495-7777. If you have a special prayer request, go to oralroberts.com slash prayer. God bless you today. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us at The Place for Miracles. As always, you can find additional teaching and resources from Richard and Lindsay Roberts and request prayer at oralroberts.com.